Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I always want to just defer to you and be like, can you just please be the host of this show today? Like, well, the whole, like I have no positivity, no energy. This is, I hope to God, anyone watching this show for the first time, they're not, they're not seeing me because they're going to see me in my most depressed state. Um, all right, you know what? I can, I can put a brave face on. Welcome, everyone, to Little Sports Talk. Kimber Colley, Zach Rothenberger. Uh, it is January 25th on a cold, dark, dreary, <laughs> depressing Monday. Um, you know, I think you're, I feel like you are uh, Michael Jordan playing the flu game right now. So I'm ready for a, a strong performance, even uh, though you're going through all the, the actual physical sickness and the Packers. Yeah, well, you know, I can't, I can't hype it up. Just a little cold, a little cold. Yeah. Uh, no, but you know, that was the thing. It's funny. Like if we did, honestly, if we, if, if it wasn't the circumstances, I'd be like, God, maybe we could just like skip the show or do it tomorrow. But it's like, no, I got my tea here. There you go. Nice We're gonna get through tea this. Always, uh, always helps or black yeah, tea, yeah. whatever you're into. Yeah, a little peppermint tea. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, well, it helps the stomach, which is you know good because I've been nauseous since seven o'clock last night. So about twenty four hours, I've been. Uh, did you get any sleep last night? I actually did. In the weirdest of ways, like it's a bad sleep though. It's like I want to go to bed at, like nine o'clock, which I did. Uh, and then you just like, wake up like at eleven, three, five, seven. Uh, it, was, it was awful. Yeah, it's the worst. You know what I'm going through. Yeah, it's not a, it's not fun. That's for sure. No, look, I mean, yeah, you can see the, the rings under my eyes. It's not. I don't look so good. Uh, you look great, man. You look great. It's all right. It's all right. No, all right. <laughs> Pick me up. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. I don't actually have to go on. Um. All right, we can do this, right? All right, championship Sunday recaps. This is going to be one of the probably toughest shows I have to do. But you know what? At the same point, Zach, at least got like laugh a little bit at the thought that like hey anyone that like hates me for just being that kind of just cocky Packers fan like you're basking in this which is fine well I don't think you're you're not you're not even close yeah but I just I definitely have like a little, little spunk in the step or something like, and but, don't you, like yeah, that. but when you have but when you have a team like that you know with with Rogers and, and company um mm-hmm. you're allowed to have that you know you're not like you know rubbing it in anyone's face you're just enjoying the moment so it's good to see yeah, and we got the chat going, which is good to see, too. Um, yeah, dude. All right, let's – we'll obviously get to the recaps. We'll talk about football news. Um, join, do, just get get everything rolled out with a little clickbaits, get started. Yeah, let's get the juices flowing with some clickbaits. Yeah, why not, right? Right. So mine, you know, naturally comes from a source that we pay for, like ESPN+. Plus, and um, – you know, as we know, recent news, Matt Stafford, they're going to make him available. The Lions are making him available for trade as of this week, I believe it is. And, of course, come the articles of best trade fits for Matt Stafford. Nine, highlight nine NFL destinations. That makes sense. Nice. So I'm not sure if, you know. It's like 35% of the league. Jeremy Fowler it was. And I'm not sure if he was just, like, looked at every team that had a potential quarterback opening and said, all right, we're going to take these nine. That's like the softest take I've ever heard in my life. At least say like at least do two or three destinations. Don't do like yeah. all the teams that have an opening. Yeah, it's. I'm trying to think. I was going to use an, my analogy machine's not working in my head right now, but I think. Yeah, I mean you're right because obviously you can lean back and just say that like you got it right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty like you like those odds if you're betting on it basically. Right, you take nine teams. Oh. Right. Exactly. Um, 
And, and, and it's an interesting topic. I mean, do you want to do, I, I figure we can dive into that more like with the whole NFL or can we just kind of do NFL chatter? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I guess I would say this, though, before we jump into like, excuse me, all of it. You don't really see that too much. You know what I mean? Where they like a gentleman's just like agreements is just to, to part ways. And I guess a lot of it had to do with Dale Ravel. Mm-hmm. Um, not no longer being there. So I don't know. I mean, he's in Jacksonville, so I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I think it's it's kind of a respectful, it's nice to see, I guess, you know, seeing everything Matt Stafford, you know, gave to that team, playing through all the injuries and everything. At least it wasn't like a bad breakup, you know. With right. Those two, so. uh, oh, and Uncle Ricky, I see in the chat, I'm not well. <laughs> it all is not Can good. I, no, it's not. Can I ask you something, Zach, about this stuff? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Does, it. does it hurt more in the NFL than any other sport because of that whole, like, single elimination feeling of, like, because even if it's game seven you lose, like, you had three days to other days that you had a chance to win and mm-hmm. you didn't. So, sure, whatever. You know what I mean? Kind of game seven's, like, just a play in a, in a football game, if you will. Yeah, I think so because, like you said yourself, like, if you play in a series – it's kind of like you could see the outcome and you're kind of like the blow. It's, it's a little lesser of a blow than like the one shot, one kill type deal when it comes to single elimination in, in the NFL. So, yeah, no, I think NFL is the worst when your team loses. So sad. You could be great. You could be great all, you know, for 18 games and all. Then you play one bad one and it's like, all right. Which is not to, well, not, to, not to no. kick you while you're down, which is. No, kind of no, it's a perfect. That was a perfect way of uh, describing our season in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hate the NFC Championship game. I can't take it anymore. We lost four of the last seven. It's been a curse. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, well, I might as well just start with the nonsense before we jump into it. <laughs> See what Adam Scheffner is starting nonsense. Dude, he's pissing me off. I, I, I noticed, like, I mean, is this me just being super duper duper pissy and jaded today, or is, or is, um, or is it like? <sighs> He's been starting stuff more, I feel like, the last few years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have noticed that. I do think that uh, <laughs> yeah, him and Ian Rappaport are like kind of on the same level with their, you know, how great they are with their reporting. But I think Schefter's starting to dive into the more of the theatrics, whereas Rappaport is still strictly business, you know? I feel like they're both kind of theatrics. <laughs> I feel like because Rappaport's definitely been wrong a few times. Yeah, true, true. So I, but no, it's true. I think it's actually a perfect analogy. I think they're, they're two peas in the pod now. Yeah, um, and I'm just looking at the chat. It, it is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the further you go, the more the hurt, it hurts. It really does. Um, all right, but I'll, I'll talk about this. This is what Sheffner was saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers is way out of Green Bay, which was if you watch the video, which I highly recommend, don't doing it because I, I wasted two minutes of my life doing it. But I'm trying to do that for everyone else, so they don't have to do it. But. Um, he said that Rodgers could retire or force himself to be traded. It's just like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, this isn't like days of our lives where he's going to pull some. There's too much class. <laughs> like, and here's the thing, right? Like, and this is why I'm annoyed with Chef for making that, that tweet or, or the video, I should say, that was tweeted out. He, like, you know that place, like that organization, and you know him, and right, like, he's not going to do that. Nah, no. Nah. And like, I have a hard time where's he going to go? Right. There's no other better situation he could be in, honestly. I know. It's just it, it, the whole thing's a mess right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just that point, shall we? 
Yeah, let's dive in. Let's, right, let's rip Zach, the band-aid off, Karen. For, for anyone that, uh, you know, maybe isn't in tune with the football world, you get, can you give everyone an update on what happened yesterday? <laughs> well, we'll might as well get on to the, the game that was played first. Uh, Tampa Bay at the church, Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it was one of those games where it was, it was a lot. There was a lot of back and forth, a lot of opportunities for, I'd say, both teams. And a lot of, you know, just no one capitalized on much, especially on Green Bay side. Sorry, Karen. No, no please. Um, I want the full thing. You know, if you tell me that Tom Brady's going to throw three interceptions in a game, you would have, you would think that they would lose, you know. And uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't play a bad game whatsoever. I just think it was a combined overall, just something was missing, it seemed like. And I haven't seen that before this team. Well, I think it's a start as the highlight you're seeing right now. Scotty Miller scoring a touchdown. That's oh. that's not good. I can not believe um, that. No, I, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head in, in a sense. Um, well, I mean, you had some really good points. <laughs> that's probably a weird way of putting it. But, no, I think you, 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 you talked about, right, you said Brady threw the three interceptions. Rogers played well, three touchdown passes. Right, the Packers got more first downs, more yards, and one time possession, right? Like, so there's so many – like, if you line the game up on a piece of paper, like, there's no way the Packers lose this game. Mm-hmm. I think that is why I hate watching sports talk a lot. And even why I have to admit why I'm not the smartest person at times, because I think all of us as fans and as analysts, for, for a very loose way of putting it, because we're, you know, whatever. But um, I feel like we go we get lost in those numbers, right? You can look at these games. You can, all, you, know, you can look at all these stats. But like you were saying, something was missing. It was that the whole year, usually they were good at playing football, like collectively, defense, right? If the defense can't get a stop, the offense would get the ball and go down and score, right? And if the offense went three and out, the defense could get a stop, and the offense would move down, down the field and, and, get, and then score, right? Like they played complementary football with each other, and they didn't do that yesterday. They got themselves in a hole. Um, there's a horrifying stat. I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Um, there's 45 seconds in the first half. The Packers are down 14-10 with the ball in their own 40. It's first and 10, and they're also set to get the second half kickoff. 11 plays later, it's 28-10 box. So it's 14 nothing um, box in those 11 plays. The rest of the game is 26-17 Packers. Oh, that is... But it speaks volumes. I mean, right? It, like, and that's the thing. And, and everyone wants to, to bitch about the field goal. And, and all, we, there's so many things to talk about in this game. Um, the, it's funny. I remember our college coach once said, it's not what you do. Or he said it more than once. But he used to say, it's not what you do right. It's what you don't do wrong. Mm-hmm. The Packers did too many things wrong yesterday. You, you can't – I mean, look, I believe what it's saying. You can't drop that too – I mean, this is not in any particular order why they lost because it's a collect it, – and it never is. Like, that's almost why I hate the, having these segments. Why did they lose? Well, there is no – there's no magic answer. I can't give it to you. It's not on this piece of paper. Right? Like, you can't pop the tape. It's a collective re- – like, right? The game is like a um, – it's almost like cooking an egg, right? Like, it's like if you just leave the egg there, it will burn. But if you move the egg around, like, you could scramble it. You could you – could, you could make it sunny side up, right? Like – like depending on different actions in the in the way you you address the the moment of cooking, right? Like and that's that's much like this, like right? Like there's been times I tried making an omelet, screwed it up, so I just threw more cheese in the meat scramble. Right? Like my point is, 
there's so many, it's, it's a domino effect in this entire process of analyzing a game that you can't just be like, oh, well, they, they kicked that field goal. That's why they lost. Okay, well, that's not why they lost. There's yeah. so many things before that that set them up for that position. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, but to that point, I mean, I'll, I, this is what I had just down. And the thing is, I had to write this down just because there's so many things I, I just didn't want to forget it. Um, you can't, I mean, right, look. That halftime meltdown is everything, right? You can't throw that interception to Rodgers. Now, what pisses me off a little bit is, and I'm not, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait to this part. Can't throw the interception. You can't drop the interception if you're Will Redmond. You can't, you cannot be playing man coverage and not have, like, where the hell was the safety on that Scotty Miller touchdown? I don't know what Kevin King was doing, but, like, why, like, like, to that point, I'm not, everyone's like, oh, Kevin King, Kevin King. I'm not going to blame him. My hunch is, I'm like, wouldn't there be some safety help over the top? I, I, I don't get it, but, um, then you can't fumble if you're in Jones and like everyone, everyone's like ripping him down. Like what? I can't rip him, but like that's the thing. It just sucks that everyone picked a bad day and not be great because Tampa wasn't even really that good. That's not me being petty. No, that's no, me, that's, it's more of a statement how bad the Packers played yesterday. They played horrible. Yeah, I didn't think the Packers or I didn't think the Bucks' offense really did anything super crazy yesterday. I just think the the Packers' secondary was almost non-existent, and I think on you know. Like you just said, I think collectively, instead of one person being having a bad game, you know, like 10 people had a bad game. Aaron Jones, I've never seen him play that poorly in my life, you know. And then there's the drop two-point conversion by, by Lazar that could would have changed everything. The dropped interception that was, that was could have happened before the big right, play. Right, when EQ dropped that two-point conversion, that no one talks about that. To me, that is one of the worst moments of the game. Yeah. You can't drop that ball. No. no you're wide open, and there's no excuse. It hits you right in the number. Numbers, yeah, it's it, dude. It reminded me of like an 07 2011 cocktail of the Giants games, like a little bit of awful stuff from both of them. Yeah, like the closest of 07 where there was just way too many mistakes, like mm-hmm. at the wrong times. I'm trying to grab my pen, yeah, and then 2011 exactly. with like the Hail Mary, and then like us being the one seed and losing at home. Like, you know, it's uh, you know, yeah, it uh, yeah, I, I will say credit to Shaq Barrett and J- Jason Pierre Paul. Uh, yeah. They were in Rodgers' face a lot of, a yeah, lot of no, the game. Yeah, the defense played great. I mean, you know. But in reality, I mean, Rodgers still didn't play bad. It's not like – and that, that interception Rodgers but threw, you can't, you can't the guy was held the whole time. Like, you can't you – know. well, And that's what pissed me off about that flag at the end of the game. It's yeah. like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to go there. And I'm not going to go there. You know me. I won't, I'm not actually going there as a fan. I'm not saying that's why I lost the game. I'm just biting my hand saying, why did you throw that flag? Like, did you really have to throw that flag in that moment? Well, because the whole game, they were letting things like that go. Exactly. That's all. John Henry has the best quote of all time. He's always said, I don't care if you're good or bad. Just be consistent. And it's right. right, That's that's how I've always been. Just be consistent. Completely agree. And and we've seen that. That's been like a theme too many times, I feel like, in the NFL, especially this season, where, you know, the first – from first quarter until the last five minutes left in the game – the refs are letting everyone play. There's probably three or four penalties all game, and it's like an offside or a false start. Right, like and there's – I mean, there's some blatant grabbing. So it's like, how do they not get buzzed in the By the way, you're letting everyone grab, so you got to let them keep gra- – like, like, And I feel like in the playoffs, I honestly think that you kind of – you can't – I was fine with it. Yeah, I think in the playoffs, you, you just have to let it go, right? Like, it's definitely a penalty. I get it, but like – what we're talking about from a consistency perspective, it was extremely right. consistent. It's, it's it's literally it's we're talking. It's like a ball to strike. Like if you call it a ball all game, it's a ball. If you call it a strike all game, it's a strike. It gets you know it's no different. And that's one of those things that like you know like I used to pitch when I was in little league growing up, and it was like if the guy's calling outside and low 
a, a strike, then okay, now I know I can throw there and it's going to be a strike. And the batter's going to, you know, you have to adjust your strategy. Right. It's the same exactly. situation. If the ref's not calling that, okay, then maybe I can get away with it, you know? And and I thought Scott Paley had a really, a really good uh, tweet about it too. He was even saying it's a huge problem uh, when they, quote, let him play. Players no longer know where the line, uh, where it can and can't be crossed as the game goes on. And that call was like an all game because a critical call at the end of the game. Or sorry, he said uh, that can't be crossed as a game goes on. And a call that was let go all game because a critical call at the end of the game. Never makes sense for a different standard of penalties in playoffs and regular season. And I agree. I mean, it's one of those like, do you know what hurts me the most about that? And, and I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna harp on it here. This is like the last thing I'll say on it. I live was on a knee. You know, I was like, my heart was in my chest watching that third down because you know this is it. See the ball hit the ground. I literally just held my breath for like three seconds, and I literally was even saying, "Don't throw it! Don't throw it! Don't throw it! Don't throw it!" And like, literally, as I was, I was done saying, I was about to breathe and be, and turn around, and be like, "All right, let's go." I saw the, the yellow flag just come flying, and I just. Well, yeah, dude, and that's the other thing. Like, they, they literally waited a full, like, 20 seconds after the play was over to throw the flag. That was one of the latest flags I've ever seen thrown in my life in a football game. I know. It just further points to, like, like what, did they hear Tom Brady scream too many times and they figured, oh, it's Brady, like, let's throw the flag? Or, or, you know, who knows what to think. But I like what the chat was saying, so I want to ask this point to because it, it's somewhere in my notes I, I don't know where it's kind of in the hole like where do we go from here apart for green bay because might as well just do that for a second um i mean there's a lot of question marks with them but i guess you know i guess people asked if this game will haunt him and he said no but my question for you is is there gonna be i know everyone talks about super bowl hangovers if you lose super bowl I don't know. I don't know how much you know. Like, there's got to be a hangover with this. You know, you go to two NFC championship games and you don't win. I don't know. I just I don't see how they're going to be back there next year. I just don't feel it. I don't like. I I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. I mean, I think I think they can get back there, and I think they could make a run. I really do. You know, that team collectively, and you would know they're, they're free agents better than I do, but I think the majority of them are going to be together, right? So I know the running back situation. You got Jones and Williams. They need to be – they're going to be yeah, – you'll, you'll lose – well, you might lose Jones. I think they might franchise tag him, but you'll lose Corey Lindsley, which sucks a lot, but you'll probably replace him with John Runyon Jr. Uh, Kevin King's gone, and he's getting a lot of slack. Uh, it's weird. I feel like a lot of plays that everyone's ripping him for are not really his fault, but he also had a horrible game. Um uh, Jamal Williams, it's going to break my heart seeing him go. And then Mercedes Lewis, I mean, you can always maybe bring him back for cheap, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah, no, I, I think – I feel like with, for a guy like like Rodgers, and I'm, you know, 99% sure I'm just, he would be back. You know, all this other garbage people are saying, I don't think it's true. Uh, I think someone like him is going to take it, as we've seen all year, is going to take it as fuel and hopefully keep moving forward. I mean, going to the NFC Championship game two years in a row, is an awesome accomplishment. I mean, we don't hand out trophies for third and fourth place here, though, in the NFL. So, of course, of course, it's not, you know, ideal. But they definitely have what it takes to get back there. You know, I think, to your point, though, of it being a hangover, I 100% think it's going to sting for the entire offseason. But I am I would hope that, you know, once once training camp comes around, they kind of find a way to use it, as the water boy would say, tackling fuel, you know, so. And – What's tough about this is I'm not – this is not me trying to sit here, but, like, they're the best team. Well, no, I mean, obviously Kansas City's proven they are, but I, I, I feel like 
they just weren't the best team in the tournament that day. And that's it's like you just picked a bad day. It's like the NCAA tournament kind. Of, it's like yeah, just picked a bad day to shoot twenty percent from the field. You know. Yeah, and that's kind of like the beauty and the uh, craziness behind the NFL and the playoff situation because any it's beautiful because any given Sunday any team can win. But at the same point, when you're that team who has been literally the best team or one of the best teams in the NFL and the best team in the NFC all season, and then all of a sudden you just show up, it makes it even more uh, painful and hard to deal with. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the field goal real quick? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, all right, I'll, tell, I'll let you – I'll punt it to you. What, what did you think about it? So, you know, to, to lighten the mood, I was enjoying a nice homemade chicken parm dinner last night while nice. that situation was going on. So, Good, you know, there you go. while I was eating and watching, it didn't really fully hit me that it could have been a questionable call because as I was watching it, I thought, oh, it's not – it makes sense, right, because they have a two-minute – because all I was saying to my dad, I was like, you know, as long as they score before the two-minute warning because that was exactly. three timeouts and the two-minute warning – They'll be like they'll be okay because Tampa should probably just try to run it and Packers have a decent enough defense that they're going to stop them. And then after they scored, and then I was like, wait a second, okay. Well, my dad I'm bringing the ball back, you know. So I don't know Tom Brady, and I was like, yeah, you're right, but we'll see. And then we don't know what happened. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. I think it's you know it's funny because I remember watching the Panthers game in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Keep crawl back in the game a little bit uh, because they, they kicked the field goal right before the two-minute warning. And I actually remember yelling at the TV and be like, Matthew, like, I want you to take note of what he just did because that was really smart. Yeah, And he did. I mean, here's the thing, right? And this is why I hate ESPN and all the rest of them. Everyone said it was, it was a one-possession game. They should Like, why would you not trust your quarterback there? Mm-hmm. You have I, have a devil, I have a devil's advocate take, too, that I want to make, too, after you're done, by the way. But, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, so – you're down by eight. In my opinion, that's a two-score game, right? Like, it's not, but you kind of have to treat it like it is because if you don't get the two-point play, it is a two-possession game. And, you know, now it's, you still got to score again, like, right? You're still having eight ball. So I think you can't buy time. So what, the, what you think is – think of it this way, right? There's a couple ways to play it out. You kick the field goal. You get the stop – you go down and you score. No one talks about this at all. Right? Then you, you play out what happened. You kick it and you don't get the stop. And you look, you, you got egg on your face with the media. But the thing is, the reason why you kick that field goal is because you cut it from eight to five. Right? You get, Basically, it's like saying, here's the two-point conversion. Plus, we'll give you an extra point. So, actually, by the way, like you'll actually be winning the game if you score a touchdown. Right? And... If the best case scenario, if they get the, if they get, the, think of it this way: if they get the touchdown, they don't get the two point conversion. Now you're south of the two minute warning, so okay, you're just you just have less time, and you're pretty much in the same spot. Or you just have to get a field goal, which I guess, but right, you just failed three times trying to score. So what confidence? You're like the worst thing you could have done was not get points, right? So like that's the thing you cannot not get points in that situation for the most part because if you don't. Then all of a sudden you got you're right back on your heels, and then you have to burn all three timeouts just to get a chance to try to score a touchdown and get the two point conversion. Like this basically cut off some margin for error. And the reality is they didn't get the stops, right? I mean, you can't give them nine yards on the first play, you know. And then this past interference, we know about that. You can't. It's what it is. Yeah, I you know to play uh, devil's advocate. If you go for it on that fourth and goal and, you know, if you don't get it, 
it's still, you know, eight points. I get what you're saying with how it's a two possession because the two point conversion adds a lot of extra stress and extra, you know, importance. But I really think that um, if you you go for it, if you don't get it, okay, from the Bucks, it's then it's a matter of just field position because it's still technically a one score game. Yeah, but then you so still the Bucks get it at the eight yard line or the twenty five, you know. But they're going to be doing the same thing anyway and try to put the game away, right? So you might as well just take a shot, cut it down, and then start over. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess like for me, and I'm not, not trying to argue over the call because I see both sides is. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you know, you're the best red zone offense. I know they got stopped three plays in a row, but, like, you're the best red zone offense. He hit all afternoon, too. Like, that's the thing. It's not like he was – it's not – you know what I mean? Like, it's the it – just. And, and do you think Rodgers on that third down – I know it's all hindsight and it's, it's a lot like, faster. Why didn't he run? I don't know why he didn't run. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, don't you think he would run if, if you know – And the whole thing saying, well, maybe he didn't know. Like, he, he didn't know there was going to be a field goal of being like, – what difference does it make? Yeah. Like, all the more reason to run? Yeah, I guess yeah, I died. at the same point, yeah. I can't blame him for that, right? Like, I'm not on the field. I don't see what he sees. Right. Because um, if you look, there was there was a there was a, know, was a quarterback or, or well, there was, but I think there was an outside linebacker. I don't know who it was. JPP was right there. Was yeah, but there was someone on the goal line. I think he started uh, to like he was spying on Rogers a little bit, or he started yeah. to break off his coverage because he saw that he could have ran. And Rodgers probably saw that and re- figured, okay, well, I might get to the three-yard line, but I'm going to take a shot for a touchdown right now, you know? So it's just it, it's just a bad loss, dude. I'm just I'm tired. I mean, I told you about this. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. I mean, I'm just – and I know, like, look, I'm not – I'm just using you as because you're a good friend and you're good, you can give a good exact example here. Kind of like I get – you're probably sitting there being like, oh, dude, cry me or whatever. Like, I'd kill me in a oh. championship. No, 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 no. You're, like, not thinking that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you natural for someone, like, from what you've been going through the last years, which has been really rough with, with draft picks and developing Daniel Jones and everything. Like, I get it. Like, with firing Pat Shermer, right? And, like, and I'm sitting here, like, whining about how, like, how hard it's been losing for the last seven. But at the end of the day, it's right. It's, like, to me, I really do believe it's, like, the per- one person being single their entire life and the other person being left at the altar four times. It's, like, they, at the end mm-hmm. of the day – Neither one of you are getting like what you want, like mm-hmm. right. You're both getting like, basically being single at the end of the day. So it's like what, like what? I don't know. I just no, I, I agree because I I it was it's almost like you'd rather be bad like be bad not make the playoffs than continuously come up short all the time. You know what I mean? And, so, and right, I've been I on both it. sides of it. Like right two years ago, it really. And I said this before on the show. It does suck so much when. You're not good. You don't make the playoffs. It's a long winter. You're watching everyone in the wild card. You're watching everyone in the divisional round. It's like you're just sitting there being like, why can't we play in one of these games just get in this damn tournament? Like, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. And, but once you're in there, it just it, it breaks your heart. When you get in, when you get in, it's like a whole other world because literally it's just a fresh slate and teams that are hungry are going to come up. Like we've seen, you know, with the Giants, we've seen with the Titans when they made a run. You, mm-hmm. see, it, you see it every, every offseason, I think. Yeah. It's just it's scary, um, but obviously you got to give the Bucks credit. I feel like obviously I'm biased, you know, Packers fan, but you know, you yeah, I think their defense is really the reason why. You know, Brady throws three picks, and after each interception, they held Packers to three and out. So the defense has saved them. Defense saved them. I know. It's horrible. It's I horrible. Know. I know. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Well, I might as well point this out. Obviously, everyone probably has heard this before, but um, 
Well, like what Uncle Ricky was saying, he wants the Chiefs to win. I think everyone does. I was at that point, like, I don't want the Bucs to win their own stadium. Yeah, that's – it's interesting. So someone brought up a good point. I think it was on Good Morning Football today. You know, because the Bucs are at home, so are they going to be able to have it be like a home game? Like, are they going to be able to shoot the cannon off or do that type of stuff like the Bucs would do at their own home games? I, my vote would be they shouldn't be allowed to because that's an advantage, right, in a sense? Yeah, I mean, this is not me saying this at you. I'd be saying it's more good. Yeah. I'd like, I don't care. I yeah, care. no, I agree. It's off right yeah. now. But I, as long as I'm standing in front of one of them, but that's all I really want to do. But um, no, 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 no I'm, I'm joking. But let's actually answer the question. No, I agree. I don't think you can. Because technically, like, even though it's not an actual advantage, but it's like yeah. more of a comfort feel. It doesn't feel like the you're traveling, the butterflies. Yeah, you're at your home stadium already. So Right, neutral site. Any little, like, dumb thing that would make them feel like they're at home would be a slight advantage, I think. Right? So. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, I think. More at home. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll tell you, point, we're talking about the Chiefs. They're yeah. getting the win. I mean, because, right, let's, I'll spin it on you. I'll just pretend like you're as sad as me for a second. Your Bills, which I know you're pulling for, um, a little bit of a not yet moment for them yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought, Josh Allen was trying to do way too much, personally. I think it was a mix of him trying to do too much, you know, dragging plays too long than they should have been instead of just throwing the ball away. He looked like the Josh Allen of 2019. Um, but on the other, on the flip side, the Chiefs' defense looked the best they ever have probably all season uh, last night. So kudos to you know, Steve Spagnuolo and, and the, whole, the whole defense. Uh, but it was interesting because it seemed to me early in the game, the Bills tried to flip the script and tried to establish a run game, which was kind of non-existent, as we've talked about many times on the show. And I don't know why they tried to do it in the beginning of the AFC Championship game to change things up, unless it was like to try to calm people down from a nervous perspective. It was just an interesting strategy, and I think that on the defensive side, I really didn't get what they were trying to do. They, they tried to limit the big play, which, okay – the deep ball was kind of not there, but they gave up a 10-yard catch with like 30 yards after the catch whenever Tyree Hill would get it, or, or Travis Kelsey for that matter. So I, I just think their game plan was off. I really do. I don't think they're – I think they can, They deserve to be there. I think they can hang, but the game plan was just way off. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be straight up with you. I didn't watch a ton of it because I was so upset. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But no, no, I, I caught up uh, on what I could. Um yeah, I mean, right, you're up 9 nothing, and it just it's one of those things we always talk about with the Chiefs, like it doesn't feel like it's enough when you're playing a team like no. that. Especially when they go down and they score, it's like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, yeah. It's like when you saw the Bills go up 9 nothing, you knew that the Chiefs were going to come back just because that's how they are. <laughs> I know. It's almost like a wake-up call for them. Yeah, and, so it was like the, yeah. You know, the game ends up, excuse me, being 38-24 was never really close. Uh, I mean, the, the ways, the, the couple things I look at, right, they took Diggs away for the most part. Yeah. Um, Mahomes and Kelsey have an unreal chemistry. Uh, they're, yeah, you know, it's fine. I think the other thing with the Bills, too, is we look at them and it's like the, that lack of run game showed. It showed. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad. It was just, it showed, I mean, it wasn't good enough. Completely agree. And, uh, you know, you pressure Josh Allen, mix it with a big game like that. He was clearly a little nervous, which no fault to him. It was his first time being there. 
uh, and then you you adjust your defense to take it you know, to basically eliminate Stefan Diggs from the game from a strategy standpoint, and that's what happens. And you don't have any run a run game. Like, you know, and credit to you because you've been calling that and I've been the guy saying, oh, but what if they don't need it? They can pass. They need one game. It's pretty clear. They need it now. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to rear its ugly head if you don't have it. Although, I mean, dude, we didn't run the ball yesterday either. It showed. Um, it's just so important. I mean, have we ever seen a... Uh, it tires defenses out. Yeah, and when you, and it runs the clock, right? Mm-hmm. And then when... And when you think about it, have we ever seen a team win a Super Bowl that didn't have a like a, a decent running game? No, the Chiefs can still run it. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, Edwards Alaire, you know, he had limited touches, but it was first game back since that pretty horrible injury. I thought he looked decent. He had a nice touchdown run. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I thought yeah, all together. I mean, and we call Harmon bouncing back after that fumble. I, I just thought all together they they just played a pretty. They just looked good, dude. Ty, Tyreek Hill. Like, people need to start viewing him as, as one of the best. I mean, some people do, but I didn't really view him as one of the best wide receivers in the league until now after last night. Like, I think he needs to be up there in the top four, top five, maybe top three, honestly. Is there any shot that the um, that the Bucks kind of run out of fuel after this? Like, this was kind of their Super Bowl, and then this almost two-week layover will hurt them? Uh I don't. I don't think so. Just because of Tom Brady's you know, like leadership and That's whatever, true. I don't think it will. But the Chiefs just overall looked significantly better than I thought they looked yesterday. Yeah, they they actually like that was one of the sharpest games that they put all together this year. Yeah, and like and to your point, when Hardman fumbled that, and then the Bills you know were touchdown right away. Uh. It would it'd be pretty easy to get dejected after that, but you saw Mahomes instantly come up to him and just say, dude, forget it. We'll be all right. And it were, they were all right. Yeah. <laughs> they were better than all right. Yeah. I mean, um, now to just spin real quick, we can obviously jump into it. Um, you know, the whole like Super Bowl matchup, like on Thursday, and the next week we'll talk more about it when I'm yeah. not depressed and you don't have to get out of here early. So let's, uh, you want to do a little football chat real quick? Yeah, let's do it. There's been, there's definitely been some headlines. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that Matt Stafford thing. What, what are your thoughts on that? I thought it was, you know, I think it's the right move for him, and I, and even for Detroit, honestly. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I personally like Matt Stafford. I think he's a really, I think he's a good guy. I think he's a, he's a tough player. He'll like he proved that he didn't have to prove that this year. We already knew that, but he proved it again this year, playing with his rib injury and, and all these other injuries that he's had, which were extremely painful. Um, but he's 32. He still has, I'd say, four or five strong years left to, to give to a, another team. And I think Detroit, as Dan Campbell says, is in a retool mode. I think they're not. They're in a whole other phase of where Matt Stafford needs to be. I think Stafford need, deserves to be in a little bit better of a situation and finally have a chance to make some type of playoff run. Yeah, and then the question is, where does he go? I mean, right, there's, I mean, and obviously we talked about, we don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. thanks, Aris Akiba Master. I appreciate the condolences. <laughs> I'm not okay. You know, it's my, my depression playlist. It's cooking in the shower today. <laughs> Did you? Oh, no. What, what yeah. songs are on that, by the way? Can we send it to you? You a Spotify guy? I am a Spotify guy. You actually, I think you'll get a kick out of it. I'm a, I, I'll need it. I, I've needed it for the last, like, eight years as a giant. So I have, so. to be fair, just not that I'm, like, the darkest person ever. 
I do have a winning one that I just never played before because I've never won a championship, but uh, <laughs> I'm sending it to you right now. Yeah, it's called Your Team Lost Depression Playlist. Oh, God. Um, but I'm going to send it over to you. Yeah. And, but, Iris and Let the Drummer Kick are the first two ones on the, on the top of that playlist. Just give me an idea nice. of what you're looking there you at. Go. There you go. Sorry, what were we saying? No, I, I, like, I wrote down some, like, yeah, about eight or nine teams, ironically, like that clickbait article. <laughs> Uh, that are some you know teams that need a quarterback, I would say, or have a potential need for a quarterback. Yeah, lay it on me. You know, I got the Texans with that whole situation. I mean, sure. but, however, I think Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, if I'm correct. But oh, that would suck if you got traded to Detroit. Yeah, but so anyway, the Texans. I mean, I think the Jets are as well. Mm-hmm. They're questionably Jacksonville, even though they're probably going to take that in the draft. Obviously, Patriots. Uh, I'd say the Colts. I mean, the Colts right now have Jacoby Brissett and that Jacob uh, Easton from Washington who they drafted last year. So I think it could be good, but save that for later. Pittsburgh is questionable depending on what Ben Big Ben does. 49ers, I know there's a lot of talk about Jimmy G, how he's kind of underperformed, and that's kind of a rocky situation. Uh, the Saints and potentially even Washington, you know, because with Alex Smith's future kind of uncertain still. There's so many different avenue it's funny because it makes, it speaks for a hell of an off season it does this this is probably i took a uh i took a screenshot and i'm gonna pull it up real quick of it was uh believe it or not adam Schefter actually he had a list of quarterbacks whose futures are kind of in question oh, i saw that yeah yeah and of course of course aaron Rodgers is on there for some reason which is at the top of the list ridiculous but uh there's long story short there's at least 10 quarterbacks who are who could be in really different places next season so we'll definitely have a lot of coverage on that and potential you know yeah it's gonna be a hell of an off season yeah it, it really will you know i, I have no heart for it right now but yeah see i've had a heart for it for the last like couple weeks <laughs> but uh it's uh i don't know i'm kind of excited for stafford because i think he's gonna finally have an opportunity you know to, to yeah. really flourish a little bit so i don't know how do you feel about it being that he's in your division and it would be hard to come to grips and think about that right now. But, like, with um, him going, yeah. does feel better? Or is it kind of like water under the bridge? Um, what's your major? Imagine that you just got asked what the heart is. you see how healthy with Coach K? I'm actually so glad you asked me this question just like that because I completely forgot we had to rip him. No, I actually didn't see oh, it. I heard, I, I heard about it, but I didn't see I, it. I got, okay, so I was just doing, like, an impersonation of pulling one of them. Uh, so – they lost to Louisville. So now they're 500, I believe. I think they're 5-5. Five and five. and the kid basically just was asking him, like, where do, you, where do you go from here? Like, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, where, like, where do you, like, you know? And uh, so he was just kind of like, like what's your major? And the kid's like, econ. he's like, all right, well, like, you know, imagine you took, like, the hardest econ test of your life and, like, the minute you walked out the door, I asked you, like, what, like, what are you going to, like, study next? Like, you, you, like, you just you need a second. Like, it's just kind of – and it's funny because I guess some people are like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, okay, look, I'm not saying it was the meanest thing anyone's ever said before, but it's more just, like, like who's in the who's in the position that's supposed to be showing grace in class? Like, the head coach that's been there forever and has done it a million times, and you know, that kid was just asking – it's a kid. You know it's a kid. You know he's a college kid. I mean, right, like, it's just – I don't know. Yeah, he could have easily just said, uh, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to study and, and prepare for the next game. That's yeah, exactly. all, literally all he had to say. But he wanted to show the kid up. So, 
yeah. it's that point yeah so i feel like i was like what's like imagine we just play the hardest test of our lives zach i don't really you know but um <laughs> no i joke um i don't know where he's gonna go um i guess i'm okay with the lines blowing up because i think the lines actually had like some pieces there i'm like all right if you want to get rid of a good quarterback go ahead go ahead but at the same point, be careful what you wish for, right? Like, if he goes to San Fran, it's like, what? Like, right? That's not good. Right. Um, yeah, um, or Washington, because then he's in, in the Giants division. You exactly. Know? <laughs> you want him to get straight to the AFC is what you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Like uh, like, Indi- like Indianapolis? That would be, hey, that, that's a win-win. Yeah, right? Win-win-win. There we go. Well, it's the office reference. Sure. Um, and then speaking of the Texans, right, you got Leslie Frazier, I guess, and Biennemi are still interviewing for that. I, 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 I have a feeling Leslie Frazier can get that job. I think so, too. I don't think Biennemi wants anything. Wants, I feel like if Biennemi wanted out of Kansas City, I feel like they're, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like it would have happened already. Like, I feel like teams should be just throwing him offers, you know, and he's just he just might not be – as open, now you want to go there, right? which I wouldn't blame him. Right, right, exactly. But would you agree with Joe was saying in the chat that yeah, uh, the Washington would own the NFC East? You think so? It would definitely be. Uh, it would definitely uh, throw a wrench in the plan. Maybe a problem him that defense. That would be a problem because you know, wild and, how we. Oh, so I was going to say it's been wild how we've been saying how like the Lions and the and Washington are kind of like the same team and you know that whole. Yeah, and Washington took a leap this year. <laughs> They they have some young pieces on. They need a couple more pieces on offense to really make the leap. I think, but yeah. they're knocking. You know, they won the division, obviously, so they're not knocking on the door. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I guess what was it? speaking of the Lions, I guess Ducelli went there. We're talking about that a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but running backs coach, assistant head coach, or whatever, which is which is the same role in Philly, I think. Yeah, the same exact. If, pretty much a direct lateral move, but just to a different team. So I think that just speaks to kind of how things are right now in the culture of, of that, of the Eagles, you know, unfortunately, but uh, I know I read an article saying he was a little upset because. Well, let me, actually, let me, let me stop you there. Cause you said, unfortunately, that's what the Amber keeps saying. Like this, this sucks. It's not fair for him. What if he's not a good coach? I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Like, I like if, if he's as good of a coach as Twitter says he is, like, they're making it sound like he's, you know, Bill Walsh no. out there. No, that's a good point. I see Deuce Daly from a coaching perspective, and I don't have too much insight, obviously, but Deuce, he, like, I feel like his vibe is like Robert Sala. And what I mean by that is, I, and I know Robert Sala is head coach of the Jets now, but I feel like Robert Sala is like a, a hype man, and he's yeah, like a players. It's a true like, up. A players coach, but I don't know how he is technically or like strategically. You know what I mean, or or anything like that. So I feel like I could be completely wrong, but that's just the impression that I get just from like watching them on the sidelines and seeing how they interact with with players. It's fair. So I don't know. Um, do you want to do a little mojo Monday? It is Monday, right? So you know, I have no mojo, it. but let's do it. Um, we owe it to the ladies dancing on the mojo. I know. I know. <laughs> if they asked me to dance, then I couldn't do it for them today. I was basically dancing in the grocery store before the game yesterday, but not today. Uh, uh, I'll go first. Let's actually go back to football for a second. Give the Bills Mafia credit, right? Um, they waited at the airport till 3 a.m. last night for the Bills to get back. They lost the game 38-24, and they were there at the airport waiting to – Cheer them on and and thank them for a great season. Which I mean, you think about three a.m. in Buffalo. I can't imagine how cold that was on a uh, Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. I mean, you know that fan base. I mean, are you surprised by that type of stuff? No, not at all. Really? No, not remotely surprised, no. I really want to go to a game next year with you there. Yeah, yeah we're going to go. Like, I, I will go there regardless. Like, if the Giants have a bye week, I'll go there. Or if the Giants play there, or if the Packers play there. See, that'd be perfect if we both have a bye the same week and we could just go to a game up there. Yeah, because it's nice. Cause it's, it's just like a little like six-hour drive. And yeah. You have the best wings of your life, and it's, it's honestly – that good. Yeah, and it's honestly like the same type of experience that you would get at Lambeau. But, oh, I love that. Vibes. Like, I, give Lambeau, I give Lambeau an edge over going to a Bills game, but it's very Just close. from the history of it, but from that's about it. From the history perspective, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Those stadiums have bleachers, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. A little old school feel. Well, and then, you know, I guess you're keeping in the football circuits, and, and yours has to do with bleachers and seats like, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So my mojo Monday is, and this came out a couple days ago, so it's kind of old news, but I just wanted to speak to it again. Is the NFL is giving seven thousand five hundred vaccinated healthcare workers free tickets to the Super Bowl uh, this year? And uh, keep in mind, I think they're allowing what twenty, a little over twenty-two thousand uh, fans at this game. So a third of them, roughly a third of them, will be uh, you know vaccinated healthcare workers who they gave free tickets for. You know, what you think about it, it's a very cool gesture because as big as the NFL is, like they're obviously hurting for money, so they could have said no we're not doing that we need all any type of as much revenue as we can get because you know 7,500 people at probably what's the cheapest ticket five grand that's that's a pretty big pill to swallow but the fact that they're doing the right thing and uh you know giving back to you know some of the frontline workers and you know heroes that are really putting themselves in danger every day during this pandemic is a class act and it's not, frankly, not something we see from the NFL all the time. Yeah, we, so, we rip the say, NFL all the time. At least got to give them a little credit where it's due, right? Yeah, and these people are 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 so deserving to you know to have this opportunity to go to Super Bowl because that's like a once in a, a lifetime experience. You know, not many people get to go to yeah. Super Bowl, so good to see them get rewarded it. for all the crazy stuff they're doing this year. Chad's going down tomorrow too, so we'll have him on right. the show the next two weeks. Just well, the live so court, correspondent aren't in there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I wanted it to be fun, Zach. It's all right. We can we can make it fun with some prop bets. Can we? Yeah, we can. All right. <laughs> Thank. I still, appreciate it. We, we're still two weeks out, so we got some other stuff we can talk about too to to you know take our attention away from this painful mess. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're playing traffic. <laughs> there's that i guess yeah oh, all right Why i gotta not? slow down i gotta slow down um all right but that's up point what better way to maybe slow down than slow down the show and wrap it up because i know you gotta get out of here a little short show today that's our excited positivity but you know we did it i feel like it's fair like we didn't cheap out on the show it was over 45 minutes that's you know we, yeah. didn't, we didn't you know so all right to that point let me buy some more time but hey if anyone wants to give us a follow if you want to check us out on spotify or itunes you can check us out with the audio episodes there um, and then be sure to check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit at underscore get sidetracked, and then visit the website at www.get-sidetracked.com. I don't know why I've messed that up lately. All right. And then check us out on Twitch. Uh, if you're not watching us on Twitch, you can always do that. Subscribe or follow the hearts of lust to follow the subscription is to the right. It's free via Amazon prime. So there's no excuse. Um, and it's only four bucks or five bucks a month, which is, you know, it's also pretty good if you don't mind, but uh, and that's free on YouTube. So make sure you check us out for highlights and clips and all that good stuff. And if you're, you know, just still really feeling 
the sidetrack love. Feel, yeah, I, I, I need to have more energy doing this, but this is what I got today, Zach, unfortunately. But yeah, our, our, sh- our, uh, our store, um, our, uh, our site store is pretty good stuff with all sorts of uh, gear and accessories and all that cool stuff. Um, if you want to rock it out, especially now that we're thinking about summer, because you know that's where I'm at right now. Zach, think about you know you got the Marlins hat on because it's on to the next season. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this sucks, but um, <laughs> yeah, you are a good friend, Zach. They're saying that in the chat. You are, which we I appreciate it. Oh, nice. You do the same for me. You do uh, the same you know, for me. I know. Well, well, hey, we'll we'll, we'll get through it. Um, but yeah, All one right. thing I want for chatting in. This was a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we'll be back on the air on Thursday. Uh, yeah, so we'll see everyone back here in the living room on Thursday night.